Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com. Today I want to do freed up, freed up. It's a, it's a freed up. We're going to be freed up. Tim, Minister Tim today, as he started talking, he said, I feel freedom in the house. I'm like, woo, I didn't even talk to him about what I'm talking about today. And then freedom has just been in the house all day and liberation. And uh, I want to stay right here. I want to stay where we are in the spirit of freedom and liberation as we talk about being freed up. Freed up. Uh, As we talk about the come up this year and coming up and things, uh, everything in your life getting better. The Lord told us every area of our lives will get better. And I know, amen. And, and I understand how we can slow clap that. Like, how could every area of our life? Like, do you have 365 areas in your life? You probably don't, but you have 365 days this year. That's more than enough time for every area of significance in your life to be upgraded. If not seven levels, two levels. If not two, five. You know what I mean? God can upgrade every area of your life. Are you willing to let him do it? Are you willing to let God do it? Okay, so if you understood that the purpose of the pain was the upgrade, you'll allow the pain. I go to the dentist a lot. As you can see, I need to go almost every day. That was a joke, but thank you all for being so gracious. Uh, And the first thing they do is pull out a needle, and I'm like, I don't know who enjoys needles. I don't know how Jesus took those nails in his hands. I can't take needles. I don't like needles. Who likes needles? Y'all scared to raise your hand. I think I'm think I'm crazy. Let me just. <laughs> but I open my mouth, put my head back, close my eyes, and allow the pain. Yes, because my revelation is, doesn't stop at the pain. This is a prerequisite of the upgrade I desire. Are you hearing me? This is the sequence of the upgrade I desire. You don't just come in and get all brand new, everything, and everything is great. No. Sometimes pain is the prerequisite. Sometimes struggle and trial is. And when God wants to do something in you, he might make you a little uncomfortable, but the purpose is not uncomfortability. Do y'all understand? I'm I'm trying to set it up because of what I'm about to talk about because everybody wasn't here Wednesday. So uh, uh, sometimes when God is ready to upgrade you, he pinches you with a needle first. And because we don't always realize this is an upgrade moment, we say, ouch, and jump out the chair and never get better. I hate the doctors. Every time I go to the doctors, all he do is stick me. That's not all he does. That's all you let him do. Because after that, he could heal you, but you jump out the chair. What are you talking about, Ty? Any sermon that comes that's not fun for us, we like, oh. Or anything that God tried to correct or align in us, we like, oh, I can't do nothing. I can't. No, it's not that. That might be the little pinch before the pleasure. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So that that might be the little discomfort for for a lifestyle of peace that you're going into. It might be a moment of displeasure for a lifestyle of pleasure. Are y'all hearing me, man? I know you are. I'm sorry. I'm just excited when I talk about this thing. So we're going to talk about a subject today that might not be, (laughs) I'm not even going to say it. So here we go. Freedom. Freedom, that's a, that's a, uh, it's a slang term. 
but it speaks of <laughs> being freed up, no longer bound. Let's move. The first scripture, uh, as we're talking about the Holy Spirit, says, how be it that when the spirit of truth has come, we've been talking about the Holy Spirit lately, encountering the Holy Spirit. A lot of people uh, uh, enjoy church, but we haven't encountered God. We enjoy worship services, but we haven't encountered God. When you encounter God, for most of us, you know the time, the place, the moment, what changed, what you never went back to. A lot of us have those God moments where nothing was the same afterwards. And we need to go back to that. I know it's probably old school or it's probably Pentecostal, but it ain't old school. It's God school. It's just how he does. God does not come into your life um, to, to just leave you as you are. He always comes to upgrade it. He always comes to help you. And as this says, the spirit of truth is come. Why? To guide you into all truth. So when God comes into your life, it's to guide you. You don't get saved to keep doing you. I'm trying not to stop at every point because it's 12 already. You don't get saved to continue doing how. how and, no, you get saved and you get his spirit to now be led. That's how you know God is your Lord. He's your Savior when he snatches you from hell. He's your Savior when all of your sins are covered by his blood. That's Savior. But Lord means he leads me. And a lot of Christians are saved, and Jesus is our Savior, but he's not our Lord. Is that true or not? He's our Savior, but he's not our Lord. We're not going to hell, but we're not led by him in earth. So he's our savior, and we love that. Our sins are covered, and hey, hallelujah, and we're sin abound, grace abound. We're glad that our mistakes are covered under the blood in the sea of forgetfulness, but we're not letting him lead in all thy ways. Oh, okay, we know the scripture, but we don't do it. In all our ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct. Watch out for that. Watch out for that. Watch out. Okay, go. See, because I'm sick of, I say it all the time. I'm sick of tripping over things. I'm ready to start skipping over it. Are y'all with me on that? You ain't got to jump like me, but just clap just a little bit. I'm sick of tripping over things I should be skipping over. This is your year to skip over things you used to trip over. This is your season. Skip. Tell your neighbor, stop tripping. Stop it. Let him lead you and you'll skip the things you trip over. Whatever he speaks is not of his own, but he's going to show you, he's going to speak what he hears. We talked about last week how the Holy Spirit knows the mind of God. He knows God's intelligence. He is wisdom. She is wisdom. Wisdom is a she in the Bible. It also says he is the spirit of wisdom, so God is just everything. I don't even want to get into that. Wisdom is what I'm talking about. Next scripture says by wisdom and revelation. The Lord Jesus, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom. Can y'all see this? Is that better? Probably not. God will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. 2018. This year should be driven by wisdom and revelation. Do not do it like you did 2017. Do not do it like you did 2015 and 2012. Do not do your purpose that disservice. Please allow your purpose a chance to bud. Allow all these dreams and ambitions and, and God-given dreams that's in you, allow it to spring forth by being led of the Spirit in wisdom and revelation. Are y'all hearing me? Wisdom. I need to be wise. You know what I mean? Sometimes you have a lot of knowledge, 
but that doesn't mean you're wise. Because a lot of knowledgeable people say the wrong things at the wrong time, the wrong way. And just because you know something don't mean I needed to know it at that time in that way. If you had knowledge and wisdom, you will understand, let me say part of this at a certain time with a soft voice. But you have no wisdom, so you abrasively tell me things you know, and you can make me further discouraged. You don't just need knowledge, you need wisdom. Go to school. Get every letter in the alphabet after your name. I encourage that. But it's not about knowledge. It's about wisdom. When to do what? Oh, I could get a car, or I could, get a, oh, I could do this, or I could do that. For those moments, you need wisdom and revelation. And not just ambition and social media. Oh, Lord. Why did I get it there? So... Here's the thing that blocks our wisdom, and I'm going to talk about this, I guess, for 12 minutes. I'm supposed to stop at 12.15. That's my own clock, all right? That's my own meter. See, can y'all look at this right here? Look at this. This come up. Ain't no countdown. You see that? But they blaming me that I go long. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no countdown down here. <laughs> That's it. No, I'm just playing. Here's the thing that blocks wisdom and revelation. We're going to see it in the next couple of scriptures. Here we go. The wisest man in the world, Solomon, says this. Let me move it quickly so we can get out of here. But please get it, y'all. Get this information, okay? Okay? All right. How y'all doing? There's people way up there. How y'all doing? Y'all cool? It was some seats over here. Y'all all right? Okay. Man, I see black, white, Asian, Latino. Oh, young, wow. Can y'all please clap? Man, this is, this is beautiful. We got a little piece of heaven on earth. Next scripture says this. It says, my son, keep my words. So Solomon is speaking to his son, the wisest man in the world. Solomon is speaking and he says, my son, keep my words and lay lay." Up my commandments with thee. Keep it, keep it, lay it up. Keep my commandments and live. And my law as the apple of your eye. I mean, make it, bind them up on your fingers and write them on the tablet of thy heart. I mean, take it seriously, the wisdom I'm about to give you. That's what he's saying. What I'm about to teach you, take it very, 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 very seriously. Prioritize it. Next one, next verse. <clears throat> it says, say unto wisdom, thou art my sister. This is how close I want you to hold wisdom. Don't hold it lightly. Uh, because wisdom... Wisdom is not always the, the fun choice. Sometimes it's wise not to go to the club. <laughs> Y'all like, for real? <laughs> Sometimes it's wise not to go to the party. I'm just saying exciting things. I don't know what else. It's, sometimes it's wise, I don't know. But it's not always favorable based on our agenda. So you got to take seriously wisdom. Don't be like, since I don't want to do it, it don't matter. No, no, no. Listen to the voice of wisdom. Please. All right? Thou art, say unto her, thou art my sister, and call understanding your kinswoman, that they may keep thee from the strange woman, from the foreigner that flattereth with her words. Wow. To me, that scripture just took a turn really quick. It says, pay attention to wisdom. Keep wisdom close. I mean, value and prioritize wisdom so it can keep you from this strange woman. What? How, how did that happen? I believe Solomon, not, he didn't take a turn, but we didn't know the t turn he was going to take. But I believe he's going to reveal the spirit of lust now.
not just a woman, but the spirit of lust. All right? And I believe lust is one of the major blockages that, or, or the, 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 the soundproof headphones that we wear so that we cannot clearly hear wisdom. Wisdom, I mean, lust blocks out the sound of wisdom. It mutes it. So now wisdom sounds like, but lust is like, try it, do it, all loud. We're going to talk about it. Are y'all ready? First of all, lust is a neutral word. Let's get that straight. Lust is not, I know in this culture, lust means sexual drive and sex, and just sex and sex. Lust is actually a, a neutral word, all right? In the Greek, it means the same thing as strong, fervent desire. Strong desire. God gives us strong desire or appetite for things that are godly, all right? Even for sex, he gives you a healthy, strong desire. What point is it getting married and you don't want your spouse? Something in you got, at one day in your life, need to be like, let's get it on. Something. One day, I don't want to go. In, I don't want to go in my bedroom speaking in tongues, and I love God. You don't love God? What's wrong with you? I said I love Him, but if my wife's speaking in tongues, I'm putting my robe back on and leaving. She's having a moment. Leave her alone. She's having a moment. You're not going to be like, oh, come on, come on, come Nobody's doing that. If you do, you're ready for heaven today. <laughs> but lust, lust. Stop, y'all. The visitor's going to think I'm crazy. Lust is a neutral word. It doesn't mean just sexual appetite. It means strong desire. We see that word in the next scripture really quickly. Let me just take them through. This is kind of crazy. You've probably never seen the word in this context. It says, uh, notwithstanding, here's God talking to the Israelites after they came out of Egypt. You can kill and eat all the flesh within your gates, whatever your soul lusts after, according to the blessing of the Lord. He calls it a blessing to be able to eat whatever you lust after. Yep, chew on that. <laughs> yep, clean or unclean, you can eat it. I ain't going to mess with the vegans in here. I ain't gonna mess with the vegetarians. Go ahead and eat, the, eat your flowers and grass and enjoy it. <laughs> they be having grass shakes, just grass. Enjoy it. I'm not coming on you, but don't talk about me when I got my steak. Because I can eat unclean or clean. Whatever your soul lusts after. So that can't mean sexual cravings. It means regular appetite or desire, all right? Here's another scripture uh, in, in, in the New Testament that means lust as well that Jesus said. It's the same Greek word. He said, then he said unto them, with fervent desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. With fervent desire, that same word, phrase translated is lust. Now, we know Jesus didn't have evil lust. The Bible refers to that type of lust as worldly lust. Why do you have to put a, pre, a, 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 a prefix on it if all lust is the same? No. He says worldly lust. So that means there are different types. Are y'all, what bus are we on? Short, long? Tell me. Okay, gotcha. 
So there are different types of, there's a different spirits. That's why he calls his the Holy Spirit. Believe not every spirit, but try every spirit. See if it be of God. Don't just have a spiritual moment like, ooh, this is God. And you in a psychic reading. Okay. All spiritualism is not godly. Because there are other spirits. And be, just because you have a spiritual moment don't mean you closer to God. I feel closer to God when I shoot up heroin. No, you just feel spiritual. That's not closer to God. It's closer to spirits. Never mind. Yeah. So, so here's the reason why God has to address this. It's 12:11. I have four minutes. Y'all think I can make it? I don't. So here we go. Let me move quick. Let me move quick. Here's the reason why God has to address lust. This is why he has to address it. And I don't want anybody getting, oh, man, oh, uh, no. Anything that's towards your upgrade, receive it. If it's a little pinch, this is why I said that in the beginning. All of this is going together. If it's a little pinch, if it's a moment of uncomfortability, it's towards your betterment. So just enjoy it, all right? I mean, endure it, endure it. Okay, here's why God has to address it. Because David says, one thing have I desired, that will I seek after. Once you have a strong desire, you go after it. That's the thing. Once you have a strong desire, what you tell me this morning, Lord? Once you have a strong desire, you go after it. He said it's called devotion. This is what the Lord is telling me this morning. He said it's called, actually in the middle of my sleep, but I couldn't wait to wake up to write it. But anyway, it's called devotion. Whatever you devote your time to. Whatever you devote your attention to. You, sit, you carve it out. You magnify it. Out of everything else there, you single in on this one thing and devote your time and attention to that. He told me to tell you this this morning. He said, he said I, rare, I rarely challenge things that doesn't have my seat. He rarely challenges things that doesn't have his seat in your life. If God is on the throne of your life, whatever else has that seat, he challenges it. Other things in your life, but if you keep him first and he's still on the throne, he rarely challenges all that stuff because he's on the throne anyway. You might have, oh man, are y'all hearing me? You might have a lust, you might have a lust issue in the back seat, but it ain't driving. Th that's what I'm saying. Y'all quiet. You, you might still be working on some things, but it don't have the throne. It don't have your devotion. It don't have your strong desire. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? I'm still dealing with certain issues, but it doesn't have the throne of my heart. And lust is emotional. You don't go to sleep. You could be out in public if you love... <laughs> You'll be so upset. Like, What's wrong with you? I'm good. I'm good. You just all, your attitude is thrown off, especially with sexual lust and sexual desire. You don't feel like eating. We talked about that Wednesday. You lost your appetite because your appetite is displaced. So now you should have regular human appetite for your nourishment, but you put that appetite in the arena of your sexual lust. So now you can't even eat like a normal human until you fulfill this worldly lust. It arrests your whole body like that, but the spirit can't. So lust can control your thoughts, but I can't. So lust can control your attitude, but the Holy Spirit can't. Oh, we got to talk about this. Y'all, Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So it can take your whole attention, but God can't. Oh, we got to talk about who, what God is this. What God is this that can get you to do what I want you to do? 
I want you to follow me. I want you to be so unsettled. You don't rest until you do what I want you to do. Why does lust have that seat? I don't want you to be able to go to sleep unless you do what I've called you to do. But lust can get that attention, but not me. I got to talk about it. You're not coming up if other things is in God's seat. I don't want to talk about coming up and doing all this stuff and, and we have displaced desires. So this is why we got to talk about it. Let me go. It's 1214. Here goes Solomon really quick. Let me just go through the story. Solomon says out the, can we, yeah, next. Can we try to move it a little faster? For at the window of my house, here's the king talking, I looked through my casement and behold, among the simple ones I discerned among the youths, a young man void of understanding, passing through the streets near her corner. Hmm, the strange woman's corner. And he went the way to her house in the twilight, in the evening, in the black, dark night. There are no street lights out at this time. And here's a young man out in the dark night around her corner. We're talking about a harlot. We're talking about the spirit of lust. Lust will have you at the wrong place at the wrong time. Wrong place. Wrong time. We see in the next scripture, I ain't going to go there, but just put it up on there, how David was supposed to be fighting. It says at the time when the kings are supposed to fight, David stayed home and sent his servants so he can look at Bathsheba. Read it if you can. So David was at the wrong place at the wrong time serving his lust instead of serving his Lord. Are y'all hearing me? All right, I'm not trying to bring the spirit down. This is liberation. This is good. We need to know what's blocking wisdom. We need to know what's blocking my cup. This is good news right here. And even though it's something we've associated ourselves with, it doesn't mean this is bad news. This is the good news right here this morning. Are y'all hearing me? Okay, so David was displaced. He was in the wrong place at the wrong time. He planned it. He planned it. Oh, no, y'all go fight. And he planned it. Lust will have you planning to fulfill it. You'll make plans two, three, four weeks, days, months out in advance. You plan your lust moment, but not a prayer moment. <laughs> and I'm looking at a huge mirror. If I say you, I mean we and our. So forgive me for that, okay? We, we plan our lust moments, but not any prayer moments at all. N none at all. You could be so consumed with giving lust your attention, you ain't eat from, from time to time you woke up to 6 p.m. That's a fast. You could have got credit for fasting. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, stop using your fasting credit the wrong way. Don't, you're doing the wrong way. You're supposed to get fasting credit, not lust credit. All that time, you look up at 6 o'clock, that could have been a wonderful day of prayer. Lust will have you doing what you're not supposed to be doing. And I don't necessarily mean you're wrong, but you could be cleaning the windows and you're supposed to be sweeping the floor. That's what I'm saying. Lust will have you fulfilling what you want it to do instead of what you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> Thank you for that. Amen. It says, and behold, there met him a woman with the attire of a harlot and subtle heart. I said this Wednesday night, and I don't mean any offense to anybody, but just make sure you don't look like what you're not trying to present. That's all. If you're not a fast tail, make sure it can never be, never look like you're a fast tail. 
But let, me, let me tell you something. Sexual tension and sexual awareness is so heightened in this culture right now, it makes no sense. Most things are violence and sex. That's it. The NBA has fought more than they ever fought in any... They fight every game. I look forward to the fights like it's a hockey game now. Violence and sexual tension is at its highest right now. So, ladies, it don't take much for a guy to be thinking that way, thanks to our society and our makeup, because man looketh at the outward. Never mind. All right. She was, she was dressed like a harlot with a subtle heart. She is loud and stubborn. You see that? Loud and rebellious. Lust is loud. Wisdom is peaceful. No, don't do that. You need to come on. Lust is just, when I say lust is loud, it's not even just a person because we're going to talk about how uh, she flatters with her lips. But it's not even a person like, I shouldn't have listened to her. No, it's your own voice. It's a spirit of lust. Saying, try it. You should do this. Here we go. It's loud and stubborn. Her feet went out of body in her house and the window on the street. Now, so now she's in the street and she wait in every corner. Lust is everywhere. Lust is everywhere. The Bible says all that's in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. Lust is everywhere. So this is not for anybody to feel bad. This is somebody to understand the agenda of that spirit. Spirit of lust has an agenda for your life. Are you hearing me? It's not just, oh, I messed up and I sinned and I'm right back. No, no that space has an agenda for you. Are you hearing me? Are y'all, do y'all understand that? All right, don't make me break it down. I'm running out of time, okay? So, so uh, she's in every corner. And so she caught him. She caught him and kissed him. Look at this, y'all. She caught him. She was pursuing him. Even though he came where she was, she had an agenda. Even though you feel like, I'm just going to enjoy this moment and just fulfill what I want, and you think it's for you, that thing has an agenda to entrap you. I'm, let me just do this real quick, whether it's drugs. I don't know. I ain't going to, I ain't going to preach to y'all. Y'all preach to yourself. It could be sex. It could be an affair. It could be whatever. Been there. I understand it. But that thing that you think you're just stepping in to enjoy for a second has an uh, entrapment agenda. It's just not a thing you can jump in and out at your, it's not, it's not your thing. Are, are you understand what I'm saying? You can't play with spiritual things. The reason why we get trapped is because we think we can play with spiritual things. I can do it when I want, I can stop when I want, I can enjoy it for as long as I want, and then I can, that's a deception. You can't play with spiritual things. It'll entrap you and make you think you're in control, but you keep coming back to it. Okay? Yeah. It's quiet, so I'm, let me just move. We should have stayed in that praise moment. Okay, so she caught him and she kissed him. And she said, hey, I got my orphans with me, all this stuff. Lust, I heard Robert Morris say this. He's an excellent teacher. Robert Morris said, lust always has a surprise element. It's always something that'll shock you. You just be scrolling and, oh, I didn't mean to see that bikini. I just was, ooh. I'm just scrolling my timeline. I didn't, oh my, oh. Lust always has a shock element. You're looking up one thing on YouTube, but that suggested line is like, oh, it's a shock. For the first time, somebody at your job changed the conversation on you. You say, well, why don't you meet up with me later? We'll see. <gasps> Jimmy. We're supposed to be talking about meeting our quota. <laughs> now you're talking about meet you to discuss the quota? 
Where at, P.F. James? Okay, I'm sorry. But that shock moment, that's how you know, uh-uh! Don't turn the conversation on me. We was talking about quotas. Don't talk about dinner when we talk about quotas. Y'all need to learn to shut down the shock. Liv, y'all not with me this morning. Say, neighbor, shut down the shock. As soon as you see that shot, uh-uh, that ain't what this is about. I'm not going down that street. I'm coming up this year. You will not be my distraction. You will not be my disruption. I'm going up. Woo. Soon as they shock you. Soon as she shocked you. She sliding your DMs. Never mind. I got to Why are you in my DM? Say it on the main page. Older young people, I'm coming back for you. I promise. Let me talk to the millennials real quick. Say it on the main page. Say it on the group chat. Why you, why you text me outside? Okay. <laughs> why? <laughs> when they shock you and hit you outside the group chat, shut it down. Cynthia said, why don't we meet about this tomorrow night? Just put that right on the group chat. Bring it right back to the group chat. Cynthia thinks we should discuss this tomorrow night at Olive Garden. What do y'all think? Shut it down! When you entertain the shock, you're already trapped. Because the shock only desensitizes you for further perversion. That shock wasn't really it. That's just the, can you handle it? That's the open door. If you go through, you're already in the arena of that perversion. Boy, you crazy. <laughs> you crazy is I like that a little bit. Boy, you need to stop. Got her. Girl, you playing. I got somebody already. Got him. Don't entertain the shot, because the next step could be a downfall. She says, come on. She kissed him. She said, I have my peace offerings. And I have, go back, please. Thank you so much for moving quickly with me. I appreciate it. I have peace offerings with me. This day I have paid my vows. What she's saying here is, I have the offerings necessary that it takes for us to have this sin forgiven. I already have our peace offerings for after we do this, for God to forgive us. That's the deception of lust as well. God will forgive that. Grace. Grace. You good? That's the deception. And not that God will not forgive it because guess what? He already has. So this is not even a God. This is not even a just. This is not a, a you and God thing. I mean, it does disrupt your relationship, but he's not upset. It's not about him forgiving you. It's about the quality of your life. 
So let's take God being mad out of it. If you engage and indulge in this uh, realm of lust, you accept a low-level quality of life where drugs and alcohol and cussing and betrayal and uh, insecurity and fear lives. You accept that level of living when we choose to live by our lust. So that's this quality of living we're talking about. This is what I'm talking about. The wisdom, you can't hear wisdom to have your life come up because we live in a lust realm. So it's not about God forgiving your sins. We're already forgiven. That's why we're alive today because the wages of sin, okay, is death. Yeah. So we're all alive, so our sins are forgiven. But whoa, what about the quality of my life? This is about life. She says, come, let us take, let me go quick. Let us take our feel of love until morning. Let us delight ourselves with love. Lust always disguises itself as love. Who's going to say, hey, let's go fulfill our lust at the hotel tonight? Okay, I'll be there at 8. You're not going to, nobody's going to put lust out there like that. You're going to call it love. I just love your laugh. I love your smile. I love you. Everything is love. Never mind. I'm going to get off that subject. It got real quiet on that point. Here is the spirit of lust saying, let's fulfill our love. There's no love in that. It's just deception and entrapment. It's a luring in. I'm trying to help y'all not get caught up. Are y'all with me? This is all a help message, not a, oh, man, I fell for that. If you fell for that, get free from that. Quiet on this side. If you fell, get free. Do not let her heart turn aside to her ways. Do not stray into her paths. You need wisdom to help you realize when you're on the path of lust. What starts it? What starts it? Is it certain people I follow? What starts the path of lust with me? Is it certain text messages I get? Is it certain DMs? Is it certain conversations I have at work? Is it, what's, what's the path? Unless we just wake up every day just wanting to have somebody. What's the path? What starts it for me? I need wisdom to help me draw a line of demarcation. That's perversion. That's holiness. Because I don't always see the line. I just live and flow and just bump into things. I don't want to do that this year. I need wisdom to say no. Yes. Maybe. Wait a minute. I need. Anybody with me? For she cast down many wounded. Wounded. Lust is attracted to wounded people. That's why when little kids get molested and stuff like that, they're usually very sexually active. Because they're wounded. People at funerals who lost loved ones, emotionally scarred, sexual, or can be manipulated with the spirit of lust. Thinking you're being comforted and somebody has an agenda with your body. Wounded. Don't tell everybody where you wounded at. Because there are manipulators out here that'll, that'll take advantage of your bruises for their own enjoyment. Don't tell everybody where you heard of this. Come here. I got you. Uh-uh. I'm good. 
He'll never leave me nor forsake me. I'm covered. Look at y'all out. And all, everybody say all, who were slain by her were strong. Not just men, strong. Lust is not going to try to entrap you unless you're strong. So be encouraged. Yes, you fell. Yes, you might fail. Yes, you might have something planned. Cool. But it's only attacking you because you are strong in the Lord. That's something that you don't know. A lot of times when young teens, the boys start getting older and they get a little stronger. You know what I mean? Hey, Pop, what up, Pops? I'm like, whoa. You can tell they get a little, they don't know how strong they are. That's why they just bump you into the kitchen. You don't know how strong you are. Because you've been weak for so long in your own eyes. But the devil sees you as one who intimidates the kingdom of darkness. Woo! Could you just look at your neighbor? I'm closing. It's 1230. Tell your neighbor, hell is scared of me. Woo! And I'm not talking about the things that are on you like lust and stress and fear. That's on you. But greater is he. I've got something in me. Y'all quiet now. I've got something in me that's greater than the thing that's on me. That's how I know I've got to come out of whatever's on me because i got greater in me. She has slain many strong men. So I say walk in the spirit and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. If you walk in the spirit, you got to listen. I'm going to move this very quickly. I'm just going to quote these scriptures. If you walk in the spirit, you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh even though you may still feel it. You may still feel it, but the sin is not feeling it. The sin is fulfilling it. Are y'all with me on that, please? I see some people taking notes. That's good. I love that. I love that. Because even though you walk in the spirit, you may still feel lust. Because you're human. But the sin is not feeling it. The sin is not thinking about it. The sin is performing it. So if you walk in the spirit, you won't perform it. All right, because the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. Here we go. Put on the Lord Jesus and make no provision for the flesh. Make no provision. Don't give it any space because lust is never, ever satisfied. Lust is never satisfied. It's a trap. It's a trick. I'm closing. You can play. It's a trap. It's a trick. The Lord told me, uh, was it the Lord of Joyce Myers? Maybe he told me through Joyce Myers. The Lord told me through Joyce Myers. He said, lust has no conscience. It don't know or care that you married. Lust don't care that you got a good job. Lust don't care that your family's dependent on you. Lust don't care that you got a good grade point average in school. It, don't, it has no conscience. It just wants what it wants when it wants it. But we don't live to serve the lust. We live to serve the Lord with gladness. Lust is never satisfied. All right, I can go to the scriptures really quick. Here's proof of that. Indeed, because he transgressed by wine, he's a proud man, and he does not stay at home because he enlarges his desire as hell. And he is like death and cannot 
be satisfied. The next scripture said, you also played the harlot with the Assyrians because you were insatiable. Indeed, you played the harlot with them and still were not satisfied. How many of you all fulfilled your lust and were satisfied? No. Satisfied should be you drink of my well and you'll never thirst again. That's satisfied. When you're satisfied, you don't, you don't look forward to going back because you're just in it. Uh, 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 the doctor, if the surgery was successful, I don't want to see my doctor every day. That's not satisfied. You, you understand what I'm saying? I want to live healed. So if you have to keep going back to these lustful areas, it's a sign. That's a, it's an entrapment, and it's designed not to satisfy you. Here's my final two scriptures. Thank you all for listening. Now, every athlete who goes into training and competes in the game is disciplined and exercises self-control in all things. They do it to win a crown that withers. They do it for a crown that withers, but we do it to receive an imperishable crown that cannot wither. Therefore, I don't run without a definite goal. I do not flail around like one beating the air, just shadow boxing. Even athletes are very disciplined in their body without the Holy Ghost. We got athletes that are in, in the NFL, and they can't be with their wives, you know, before the game, a night before the game. You know, the wives come in town and got to stay at a different hotel than the football players because it makes your knees weak, they say. I didn't say it. This is the NFL rules. So if they got to discipline their body to not even lay with their wives for a game, how much more should we exercise temperance for a crown? Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Last scripture. <laughs> he says, I, I, I bring myself under. I didn't put that scripture on there. Paul said after that, so I bring my body under subjection so that I won't teach the gospel and be a castaway myself. I bring myself under subjection. I don't need no preacher, no pastor, no wife, no husband. You out of line. No, I tell myself, you out of line. That's wisdom. I bring myself under subjection so I won't be a castaway. But the Bible says, stand fast. Everybody stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The agenda of the spirit of lust is entrapment and disruption. It's trying to disrupt you. It's trying to dilute the sound of wisdom in your life. And this is something we need to deal with. And this is not a one-day thing like, oh, it's over. No, it's a journey to get over lust. It's a journey to get over certain things. You don't just do it in a snap of a finger all the time, but God can do anything. But stand fast in the liberty when you stood up, you stood liberated. Whatever had you bound is still in your seat. That's what I'm saying. You are liberated now. You are free. I'm speaking to you by faith. Are y'all hearing me? I'm speaking to you by faith. You can clap for that. You can celebrate for that. You can rejoice over that. Stand fast in the liberty where, where Christ has made us free. Tell your neighbor, he made me free. Hold on. You don't have to feel free to be free. It's all by faith anyway. Are you hearing me? So I want you to look at your neighbor and say, Christ made me free. Woo, tell the other one, I'm free, I'm free, I'm free, I'm free. Stand therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. 
And be not entangled. See that? Entangled. Like a spider web. You just can't get it off you. It's just, just like glitter. Six weeks later, you still got a glitter speck from the party, your daughter's party. Be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. That's your responsibility. Don't get tangled again. I'm freeing you by faith. Don't get tangled. Watch out for the shots. Watch out. Watch out. Don't watch out for what you devote time to. You're spending hours on something. You could have been creative. You could have been productive. You could have been innovative. You could have been coming up with an invention. You could have been starting your business. You could have been cultivating your relationship with God. You're wasting time. Giving it to something wasteful like lust. I've been there. I get there sometimes. But the buck stops here. I need to go up. And this thing is not going to hold me down. I'm going. Oh, y'all said it. I said, I'm going. Come on, Liv. Say, I'm going. Tell your neighbor, I'm going up. I'm going up. And the Lord told me. The Lord showed me it like this. And I'm done. I'm 10 minutes past the time I wanted to stop. I'm done. I'm done. Can you take this? That helps me be quiet. The Lord showed me it like this. In the first slide, you saw a bird cage. I don't know if you remember that. It says, freed up. A, a, a bird cage was on the first one. He says, lust is like a cage. And birds cannot do what I designed them to do when they're trapped in a cage. You can see better and can't do better if you're trapped in a cage. God says, I'm sick of lust trapping my people. I, they could do so much more if they got out the cage. They could be so much more productive if they just get out the cage. God said today, whoo, I couldn't wait to get to this part. God said today he's coming to live with the keys to the cage. Come on, can y'all help me musically, please? I just need some energy in the room because I done got happy myself. I said, I couldn't wait to get to this part today. The Lord told me to tell you, Live Church, I'm coming today with the keys to your cage. And I'm going to open up what had you bound. And I'm going to set you free. Could you play the video? If you open the cage, the birds go up. Oh! I said, when you open the cage, I had no choice but to go up. Tell your neighbor, I'm going up. You're free. I'm opening your cage. I'm opening your bondage. I'm opening what had you bound. I'm opening what was closed in. Go up. Go up. Go up. You're free. Somebody praise God in here. I said praise God in here. If you open a bird cage, he's not gonna go down. He's gonna go up. I wanna speak to all my eagles in here. For they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount. They shall mount. They shall mount. They shall mount. Tell your neighbor, I'm mounting up on wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. You're getting ready to mount up this morning. God is opening your cage and you have no other choice but to go up. You ain't got no choice. You were created to fly. You were created to soar. 
Lust ain't doing nothing but limiting you from doing what you were created to do. But I'm coming with the keys. And I'm freeing you up. Tell your neighbor, I'm freed up. I'm not just free, I'm freed up. So I can be quiet. Because I talk a lot because I want everybody to get it. So I'll say it another way for this side, and I'll say it another way for this side. But I believe we got it this morning. Tell your neighbor, I'm freed up. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your liberty. The prayers for everybody. This altar calls for every. If I called everybody down who's dealing with lust, nobody would be in their seat. Nobody should be in their seat. On one degree or another, we all deal with it. But today, Father, we receive freedom. We turn up the voice of wisdom in our lives. We shift our devotion and desires. And we set our affections on things above. Not on things on the earth. We receive the liberty and the freedom this morning. Lust will no longer disrupt, distract, or detour us another day in the name of Jesus. I said lust will not disrupt, distract, or detour us another day in the name of Jesus. Help us to recognize it afar off and let wisdom speak louder than anything else in our lives in the name of Jesus. Everybody say, I rebuke the spirit of lust in my life and I receive the spirit of liberty in the name of Jesus. That's your altar call today. If you believe it, praise him how you want to. Thanks for listening to today's message. We pray you were blessed by God's word. If you would like to partner with us so that we can continue sharing the gospel around the world, please visit livechurchorlando.com.